Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Christine Kane's message about taking your promised land. Here's Christine. We need a church with a spirit of Caleb that says, we are well able. If God spoke it, so it shall come to pass. So what? If there are giants in the land, it was never about my ability to take them out. It's about who God is. And I think God's just awakening his church amongst many other things to the fact that he's God and we're not. And just reminding us that, you know, as we, it's, everything is held together in Christ, Colossians tells us. Everything lives and has its being in him. And he's the head of us, the church. And as long as we find ourselves in him, guess what? We will find bigger buildings for this church. We will take more of the land in this city. We will reach the young people. We will see the poor and the marginalized reach because it's not about the economic downturn. It's not about the condition of the morality of this city. It's about what God has promised us. And he has said, ask of me and I will give you the nations. And it's God's heart for us to reach a lost and a broken city. And if God said it, God will do it. What he needs is a church that has his perspective, that keeps his perspective. Because 10 didn't receive the promise, not because they were less than the others. When the Lord said to Moses, I want you to go and pick 12 leaders, he didn't say, but especially Joshua and Caleb. They're the extra anointed ones. They're the super spiritual ones. They're just so unbelievable. The other 10 are losers, but that's okay. They're second-rung losers. No, no, he said, go pick 12. Go pick 12. They're all fantastic. And every one of them should go into the promised land. Every one of them should possess the promise. But after Caleb, he tried to interject here. But look what happened. The Bible says in verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able. We're not able. And he, they're right. Because what you see and what, you know, what, what the truth is that if you, that they were never able, they were never able. But somehow they got their eyes off God's ability to work through them. And they looked at their own limitation. Because the minute you get your eyes off God, all you're going to look at is what you're not. But God never asks us to look at what we're not. He just asks us to look at who he is. And when you get a revelation of who he is, what you're not pales into insignificance. I'm not a lot of things. But I don't spend all that time focused. I laugh at what I'm not. I'm not tall. I'm never going to be on the front cover of Vogue. But you know what? I don't lose any sleep over that kind of stuff because it's not about what I'm not. It's about who he is and what he wants to do in and through my life. It's about him. It's about him. And then he goes on and he says, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. They're looking at the great stature of the enemies rather than the grandeur of their God. And it goes on. There we saw the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in theirs. If you focus on your giants, the thing that will happen is you'll diminish and you'll become like a grasshopper and you'll start acting like one. But if you focus on God, you'll just enlarge because he's made bigger in your life. And you know what? If all you do is focus on your giants and your circumstances and your challenges... You'll say no when God says go. So 10 of them said no when God had already said go. And they died 
in the wilderness, not because they were less gifted or less talented. All 12 were equally gifted. All 12 were equally talented. All 12 were equally chosen. But only 10 went in. So what will happen is if you lose sight of God, and I mean you can translate this into any area of your life, your career, your relationships, your emotions, any sphere of life, church, if you take your eyes off God, you'll start to see all the reasons why not and you'll say no and then you'll wonder why some of us are still walking in destiny and you're not. And you think, wow, I was more gifted, I was more talented and you're probably dead right. But it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with what you kept your eyes on. Paul says, I've run my race and I've finished my course. But he says, you know what? There's one way to run this race and finish my course. I have fixed my eyes on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. It all starts with Jesus and it all ends with Jesus. He is the promise anyway. And sometimes we have disappointment in our life, but that's because we've got our eyes off who the promise was. No matter what happens, no matter what I don't get, it's not about me getting my own way. I've got the promise. His name is Jesus. It all begins and ends with Jesus is the promise. Jesus is the promise. So, you know, if I was to... Some of you are, are kind of like, man, Chris, I'm barely making it. You feel like your circumstances have almost taken you out. You feel like you're hanging on to your faith by a, 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 a thread. But you know what? Keep looking up because at worst case scenario, the good news is the devil on his best day couldn't take you out on your worst day. You're still here. You're still here. You're still going. You're still going. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on him. I'll never forget when I got that revelation at the lowest of my low thinking, I don't even know if I can make another day. And it was on the inside of my spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit say, Chris, you're at your lowest, aren't you? You feel like you've got nothing left. You feel like it's, it's, you know what? But that's okay because the devil just took his best shot on your worst day and you're still here. You're still here. Don't take your eyes off the prize. Jesus, this hope we have is an anchor for our soul, both firm and secure, the writer to the Hebrews says. You know, if I was to ask you, if you've heard of anyone with these names, just tell me, Shemua, Shaphat, these are, if you're pregnant, these are some good baby names. Igal, <laughs> Palti, Gadiel, Gadidi, Amiel, Sethu, Gul. I love that one. Gul. You know, you haven't heard their names, and if I had have read all the names in Numbers 13, you can go home and have a look at it. You know who those names are? They're the names of the other 10 leaders. You know, as I sit here in June 2011... I should actually be talking about all 12 of them because God selected all of them. He said to Moses, you go pick 12 of the best because a few thousand years from now, it's going to be a chick standing on a stage in LA and I want her to be talking about all of them because all of them equally should be going in to possess the promise. But the truth is none of you have heard of the other 10 because they died in chapter 14. They didn't need to die. They never saw the promised land. They died in the wilderness in chapter 14 because they got their eyes off the prize that they were holding in their hand. Look, here is what you said 
and they got their eyes on the giants. Many people in the kingdom of God won't go in to possess the promise, not because God doesn't want to give it to them, but because they got their eyes off him and onto their challenge. The only names that you've heard of are Joshua and Caleb, but nowhere did it say Joshua and Caleb were more gifted or anointed or chosen than the other 10. All of them should have gone in. And the reason I think I'm still here, it's not that I'm any more gifted than anybody else. It's just I kept my eyes on him when many of my peers took their eyes off him and started to get their eyes on their circumstances, on their disappointments, on their disillusionment, on their offenses, on their hurts, on their problems. And because of that, they ended up dying in the wilderness rather than possessing the promise of God. It's your choice. It's your choice. I know it's very hard to clap that because you're like, okay, uh, am I dead? That was Christine Kane, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, 30 Days with Jesus. What did God follow? You can also find out more information at her website, which is christinecain.com. Hope you have a wonderful day today, and I also wanted to invite you to a Wednesday night meeting. Um, it's via Zoom, and you can find out more information about it at my Facebook page, Alicia Sharp 320 Life. It's a ministry page, and we're going to go live on Wednesday night via Zoom and Facebook Live, talking about faith and fear, and I'm going to be the host, and I have a special guest, Robert Gilchrist. He's an amazing pastor, so please check it out on Facebook and join in with the Zoom link. It's going to be awesome. Hope you have a wonderful day. See you again tomorrow. God bless.